This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scardino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. <clears throat> this hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors and all of our affiliates. And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners with the real facts, real stats about our local market and some really good information that will help you prepare for the real estate game. You wouldn't go into the Super Bowl without a well-prepared game plan. Well, real estate's no different. And I remember about this time last year, I had a client who I, I told him, don't get nervous, don't get frustrated. We're on the one yard line. He said, Don, what you gotta understand, this is our Super Bowl. Uh, that, that's how important buying a home is to, to, and should be to everybody. That's how important it is. Well, the help today, and the reason I said affiliates, we have an affiliate member here, not a real estate agent. He is a insurance agent, and, but also wears many hats. And um, I'd like to introduce Kevin Lisitsen. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. And of course, you brought your special guest. I did indeed. Claire Lisitsen. Hello. Hello. <laughs> All right. She'll take the show. Yes, she will, as she did last time. Was right. it about a year or two years ago that you were on? Maybe two years. I don't really remember. Okay. So um, we're going to talk about insurance today, homeowner's insurance, and how it applies and all. But um, first, I think we need to really know what a home is all about. And so I want to ask Claire, for your you say you were 11 years old now? Yep. All right. Um, you look 12. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what school do you go to? Star Elementary. Oh, I heard that's a good one. Is that mm -hmm. right? What's your favorite subject there? Art, mainly because I can express my thoughts or feelings on paper. Whoa. That's interesting. I told you she's going to steal the show. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she doesn't have much competition today. This is true. <laughs> Claire, you would steal the show from, from anybody, though. I, I, I believe that. So here's um, a big question I want to ask you, Claire, and I think it's going to set the foundation for our show today. Because what's the, why would you want to insure something that's not valuable? Mm. You know, I, why spend the money, right? Yeah. But if you have something that's really valuable and meaningful, then you it's worth insuring. So Claire, what does your home mean to you? Well, it's somewhere that I feel safe and I appreciate the house that I have because I know some people don't have them. My parents work very hard to provide a loving home for the whole family. In my home, I am free to, and also in my home, I am able to be myself with no hesitation. Oh, I like that one just free to be yourself mm -hmm. so you can learn to grow and, and be who you are yeah we yep. highly encourage it mm -hmm. well your encouragement is obviously working well absolutely thank you yeah did anybody ever tell you you're a good kid some yeah sometimes <laughs> <laughs> depends on the time of day uh kevin i think you need to step it up a little bit on the encouragement <laughs> part <Right. laughs> all right oh, um 
interesting about your home, and you said appreciation, and so many people now are talking about the appreciation rate mm. on a home. Mm. But that's not what you meant. You meant your appreciation is from the heart. It's mm-hmm. all the good stuff about a home. All right. And should people insure something like that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that wasn't even your dad that told you to say that one. Nope. <laughs> so we are going to get into insurance. And hopefully at the end of our show today, people will think, all right, uh, maybe I should give my insurance agent a call and ask mm. them about uh, if if you're properly protected. Mm. So we're yes. going to come up with some good questions even if you have to ask them and not me, Kevin, that works. <laughs> we'll try good ones. Okay. But you, you're a guy that wears many hats. Not only do you have a farmer's insurance agency. How long have you had the agency, by the way? I'm going into my sixth year, mm-hmm. and I've been an agent for seven. All right. Yeah. Um, there's a place so over on Shaw Avenue right off of Blackstone that I think you have your fingers in called the rocket dog yeah yep what what's that uh rocket dog gourmet brats and brew uh there's two married couples that own it and operate it on a daily basis it opened up uh six years ago so i essentially started the farmer's assurance agency right in line with rocket dog all right what's your specialty there well we do sell uh craft beer and how we have an assortment of sausages uh, we just added hamburgers uh, to our menu and salads and then there's a, uh, we call them ghost kitchens, where you can only purchase the food online through DoorDash. Uh, it's called Salad, Salad, Salad. So it's very, it's, uh, we highlight the, um, uh, the salads that we have there. And uh, it's pretty fun. It's been, a, it's been a fun ride. And then you have the Amalgamation Brewing Company. We do, yes. In 2019, December of 2019, uh, we opened up Amalgamation Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. It's a brewery at the corner of Milburn and Herndon. Where, where Milburn turns into uh, Santa Fe, right behind All Valley's uh, vet clinic. All right. Interesting about beer today, because last night somebody showed me something. I was telling them about my beer can collection from yeah. many, many years ago. And um, my friends and I, we used to, when we were 21, used to drink this beer called Golden Glow. And you could buy a six-pack for 99 cents. Oh, Wow. Yeah, uh, and uh, anyway, my son-in-law was looking it up, and he Googled it. A Golden Glow beer can sell is selling for four hundred bucks. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. Just think, if you kept the whole six pack, you'd be <laughs> right you'd be rich. The things people collect, it's crazy. <laughs> hey, I have a big beer can collection. I love yeah. it. In fact, my my fa- uh, two favorite ones have to do with baseball. Okay. There's a brewery out of Cincinnati called Hudipole, or used to be anyway, and they did a tribute to the uh, 1978 world champion Cincinnati Reds. And on the beer can, there's uh, like pictures of Pete Rose flying into home. Or oh, fun. Uh, yeah. And then I have another one because Iron City Beer out of Pittsburgh did that same thing when Pittsburgh won the World Series in 79. Mm-hmm. So I still have those. Now, I would think if Golden Glow at 99 cents a six-pack is worth 400 bucks, yeah. I think I've got a gold mine there. I think you do. I think you do. 
All right. Um, let's get into insurance. Um, let's, uh, first of all, why do people need insurance? Well, essentially, insurance is in place to be able to transfer risk to an affordable budget. So in, in essence, uh, following the same line of ha- owning a home, that a homeowner's insurance plan that somebody would purchase would be in place. So God forbid something happened to the house, they would uh, have somewhere else to live and the insurance carrier would cover that. And also the insurance carrier would essentially repair the damage that was done to the home. And then uh, while the consumer is still paying their mortgage. And that's very important. I like the term you just used and I haven't heard transfer risk. Yeah. Because most people buy insurance because your lender tells you you have to. Yeah, they don't know any different. They don't even usually understand what it is. Mm -hmm. In fact, here's a good example of transfer risk. Um, I had a client that owned a home free and clear, no no lender to tell him what to do, um, and he did not have insurance on there because he said, hey, I got plenty of money in the bank. If something happened, I could always rebuild it. Anyway, he went to hire a property manager, and the property manager said, um, you have to have insurance, yeah, or I won't take the job. Of course. And he said, why? You know, he, he, uh, but it's that transfer risk. Yeah. yeah. Because undoubtedly, some of that risk would have transferred to the property manager. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's lots of layers there when you especially have a landlord policy or someone else living in there. Pride of ownership is essentially removed. And so you have a sense of um, a higher risk, actually, in that situation. Yeah. And it's not just building. It's also in liability. Mm. So Did because of the liability side would be the biggest concern if I, w- if I was an investor. Why is that? Well, because legitimately people are just out there and things can just happen. They're called accidents. They're not called on purpose. And yeah. so someone slips and falls. Someone trips on a sidewalk. Something happens with the dog. It, uh, just about anyone that's that owns that property, even a bank, is could be named on the on the lawsuit, and that's why it's important to have a really good insurance company backing that risk up, because you could be in the hook for six, seven hundred thousand dollars, or you could pay sixty dollars a month to transfer that risk over. Mm-hmm. You're right. Just about anybody could be named on a lawsuit. I yeah. know a guy named John Doe. He gets named on everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Claire, you even got that joke. <laughs> cool. Hey, we, we relate to start. one another. It's a yeah, good start. Yeah. Um, okay, so liability. Let's talk about that. Um, why is it that you could be in your car and you hit somebody mm. on a accident? Yeah. Not on purpose. For sure. On an accident. And um, why does your homeowners have to cover that? I know the auto insurance would cover it. Yeah. But why should your why should you have liability insurance for that on your homeowners? That's a that's a that's an interesting question. So essentially when you have a situation like that and you're a homeowner, you just want to make sure you have the right limits of liability that can cover that asset. And this is where every person that owns a home, even if you rent, really, you should meet with your CPA and do a risk assessment, and then your liability insurance, both on your home and your auto, should exceed that dollar amount. That's what's uh, ex- that's what's expected. And then also with the right carrier, if you are involved in an accident and you have under or uninsured motorist coverage, 
you can also have protection for yourself. So if someone hits you, you may have coverage uh, and they're not insured or underinsured with state limits like 1530, you would be able to receive pain and suffering and lost wages. So you can also control that by understanding your insurance. And that's where I really educate my clients so they can understand how it can benefit them as well. All right. Well, we're about to go to our, our first commercial break, but I like the term I just le- learned, risk transfer. Yeah. I know you said transfer risk, but I do everything backwards. Yeah. So sure. risk transfer. Yes. And when we get back from our commercial break, we're going to talk more about that. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome home radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio with us today, we have uh, farmer's insurance agent, Kevin Lasitsen, and his um, support system here, his daughter, Claire. All right. Hey, Claire. Hello. You having fun? Yeah. Awesome. And this is not your first time on this show, is it? Nope. You, um, you don't even seem nervous. <laughs> no. Why would you be, right? Yeah. Like you're just talking to your dad. You're talking to me. Uh. Yeah. Why be nervous? Exactly. Although I do get nervous every week. You know, it's like, what if I, my brain goes away for a few seconds and I can't think. That could happen. Yeah. Oh, you know me well. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get back to insurance now. Uh, we're going to focus mainly on homeowners insurance as we go on, but yeah. what types of insurance can you buy? I know auto insurance, but what else? There's a lot of different types of insurance out there. You have uh, auto insurance, you have home insurance, you have motorcycle insurance, you have umbrella insurance, commercial workers comp. Yeah. I okay. write just about all of it. So umbrella. Yeah. Uh, we don't need that today, it looks like. <laughs> right? That's funny. Yeah, and umbrella insurance covers liability in both the home and auto insurance. So it extends it. So if, say, your home insurance has $300,000 of liability insurance, when you purchase an umbrella policy, which could be anywhere from $25 to mid-30s, depending on the vehicles and drivers and such, it uh, extends that liability now to $1.3 million dollars. And the umbrella will also cover additional things that the home insurance will not cover. And that would be very specific to the actual company. And so you would need to have a conversation directly with an agent to learn how that works and what that is. But I tell people, if you have a paintbrush and you're looking to the paintbrushes has strokes, the the gaps in those are going to be a lot of those gaps are covered when you have an umbrella policy. And on the auto insurance, you need to carry certain limits as well to qualify. And usually there's discounts that help make that uh, a little bit uh, afford- more affordable. Okay. So is an umbrella policy to cover liability recommended to everybody or just specific people in situations? Yeah. I always tell people you have to get as much as much insurance as you can afford because there's no ignorance to liability insurance. So if you unfortunately have an accident and God forbid you have assets and you don't have an umbrella, then you could lose those assets potentially and also future income. 
Mm-hmm. So it's just a great conversation to have. It uh, should take less than 30 minutes to be able to learn what your asset is, what your assets are, get that number written down, and then you want your insurance to cover those. And also in life insurance too. You want the life insurance policy to cover all of that, uh, all that debt, that, as we would call it, or assets to be able to uh, help the family. So now does a normal homeowner's policy cover all perils? Uh, not every carrier is going to cover all perils. And apparel is uh, an, what actual happened. So if, what uh, Don was suggesting there or saying apparel is the actual what happened at the accident. So if a water pipe burst in your house, the peril would be the water bursting. If a tree fell, it's the tree that falls. And the peril is what the insurance carrier will cover or not cover. And so that's where it's really key to have a good relationship with your insurance agent, especially I, I, this week with all the rain, I personally took 20 phone calls and, or more and text messages and pictures of things that were happening at, at my customers' homes and be able to help answer questions about being covered or not and how to get fast service so the client was able to get that repaired quickly. But that's what apparel is. And perils are going to be differently covered with different carriers. Okay, how about um, with all the fires we had up in the foothills yes. earlier this year, yeah. and now all this rain and snow, we got to be concerned about floods, uh, mudslides. Are those covered in a typical homeowner's policy? No, and that's a that's another good question. So you know, earthquake insurance is is a separate policy, as same as flood insurance. So anything that comes from sky down is gonna be considered rain. That would be a flood policy. So a stream uh, where there are homes close to where there used to be a stream at one point, that would be covered by a flood insurance policy and FEMA covers those. Okay. So um, it's important to talk to your agent then and know what's covered, what isn't. Cause I think people would just assume that, hey, here came the flood. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, there's two ways of, there's, you know, uh, there's two ways of looking at about a premium or a rate. One is, one is, you know, you, you can only get as much insurance as you can afford. So if you can't afford to have higher limits, then you don't need to have higher limits. And when you have that conversation with your agent, it's basically just trying to get a good understanding of what the insurance that you have, how it works, what the limits are. And then, and then do I need more or less? I have plenty of clients that have purchased homes. And then this last year, uh, have sold them and are back to renting because they're going to buy maybe next year or the following year. So we adjusted their their limits of liability uh, because of that. I like the advice that you're giving, and that is buy as much as insurance as you can afford. Correct. Because if you can't afford it, then you probably don't have a lot of assets to insure. Correct. But if you can afford it, you probably have a lot. And Correct. so you should insure it. Yeah. I have doctors on my, in my book of business that have state limits and I have folks that are, I have a stay at home mom and a teacher that have a million dollar liability umbrella policy. You know, it, it, you know, usually life experience is what's going to lead somebody to want to have something like that proactively, unless they're educated and they want to be able to do that on their own, which hopefully this sort of conversation on radio will help educate the folks in our community so that God forbid they have a loss, they won't actually lose everything they've worked so hard for. Mm-hmm. And that's my joy about doing this. I don't, I've uh, had experiences in my past where, you know, we didn't, we didn't have the right amount of liability insurance or 
things of that nature. And, and it can really adjust, change your life. And you don't necessarily want to do that if you can just afford a few minutes of time to be able to reach out to an agent and learn um, what type of risk you have. So going back to the flood thing. So here comes, uh, it, it, you, I'm hearing that it takes separate insurance, it a is separate, a separate policy, policy. Yeah. for a flood that comes into your home. How about one from inside your home? Your dishwasher hose breaks. Oh gosh, yeah. That is generally covered by your homeowner's insurance. And uh, homeowner's insurance is going to be sudden, catastrophic, and accidental. So that's sudden, and that would be covered because it would be an explosion of pipe, and that's generally going to be covered by your homeowner's insurance. I learned that one the hard way. Oh, um, goodness. <laughs> yeah. There's a story behind that, isn't there? Yeah, but it'd be too long to be on the show today, so <laughs> I'll spare everybody on that one. Besides that, it was two decades ago. Okay. But, okay, now that's that certain sudden burst of a pipe. Correct. You said explosion of a pipe. Um, how about the drip, drip? drip of a leaky faucet that ends up rotting out the uh, the underlayment under the sink mm. and gets mold under there. Yeah. Mm. Now that's, that's not, one. that's not very sudden. No, it's not sudden at all. <laughs> that's considered a maintenance issue generally. And a lot of folks could get home warranties that'll help cover stuff like that. Okay. And a home warranty is a different it's, a, it's a different type of insurance someone can purchase uh, by just Googling home, home warranty, and there's great companies that are out there. So we've been using the word risk a lot uh, in the transfer of risk. What is risk? For the idea of what risk is, is essentially just going back to what liability insurance is, and it covers that, what liability is. And also property damage um, with automobiles. You know, state requires uh, 5000 uh, for a property damage. And if you were to cause an accident, $5,000 won't really fix a lot of vehicles. And a lot of vehicles these days, because of the cost of, of uh, everything's gone up, have become totals. And so that's a more common these days. So having the right amount of property damage on your auto policy is really, is really key. And then reviewing your home insurance with your agent, because year over year, your home might increase in value and how much it'll cost to rebuild it and making sure that that number makes sense still. So do you re how often do you recommend a client visit with their agent? Once a year. And it's usually right when you're, you're, uh, your season is, is, is turning. So, you know, right when you've been there a year, call your agent. When you've been there the second year, call your agent. And it could very well be with different companies. You could text them. You could email them. You could call them. And they're, you, they should be extremely happy to hear from you. And they should also be reaching out to you as well. Not every company will, and not every agent has the time. However, that is also something that should should be expected. So, as a good agent, what kind of questions do you ask when you know here it is the one year the season's turning on that first yeah. year? What do you want to know from the client that might affect their insurance? Uh, first thing is, what have you done to the home recently? What has what have you changed inside the house? Uh, that's the first question. Cause if the property value has gone up, I want to make sure that they're insured properly. Uh, find out if any of their, if they have any kids in the home now, uh, we need to make sure that they're written on the policy. Um, and also, um, just day-to-day -day life, like what's changed. Mm -hmm. Should, should a uh, client be fearful that, oh gosh, if I tell them that I remodeled the, uh, uh. the kitchen, uh, my rates are going to go up. Not well, not necessarily. It's pennies on the dollar. The premium should go up a little bit. 
However, you know, $10,000 might be a dollar a month. And you just, you know, you just add that dollar amount to the policy. And, and some carriers, not all, and some policies, again, not all, uh, have extended replacement costs, which gives a certain percentage to protect against those sort of losses. So if you did in upgrade your bathroom or the tile, it used to be carpet, you know, they give that policy a percentage to be able to help protect against things like that. Because in, as insurance agents, we don't have to go inside a home to insure it. We should be at the house at some point when we first ride it just to make sure the, the you know, all of the things are correct on the insurance policy. But internally, no, the consumer, it's up to the consumer to let us know. And then hopefully at renewal, we're finding out. And by being at the house, you mean just a drive by or do you need to go inside? No, we don't have to go. Well, again, I work with farmer's insurance. I'm, every carrier will be different. Uh, however, every carrier will send an adjuster out to it. Not an adjuster, uh, just someone to go out and take a picture of the home. It's underwriting. And then they submit those pictures just to make sure uh, shortly after it's written, just to make sure it has the right roof, roof type and the foundation safe. And for liability reasons, make sure there's not a lot of garbage around the house. And um, right, especially just like right now, it's a good example. No trees are actually touching the roof. They usually want them a few inches away. And mm -hmm. I'm, the big picture is we go out there once when we first write it. You may have that insurance policy for 30 years. So we're not going out there and inspecting it 30 years later. It's just a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just to make sure that the consumer is protected correctly. All right. Excellent. We do have to go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, where we are taking care of business right now, finding out more about insurance and the transfer of risk from an individual to a large company who can better afford that liability. Is, yeah. that, a, is that a good way to describe it? Is, it? it is. And it's such a boring conversation. However, it's one that you should have. Every time I think about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm talking about insurance. <laughs> So way back when, when I was in my 20s, I yeah. got an insurance license and I actually had a book of uh, business for casualty oh. insurance. All right. And then I realized that it is kind of boring. It can be. <laughs> it can be. We have but, fun in our agency. However, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was working alone. So I, yeah, but, but my uh, where I was going with this is um, I enjoyed real estate a lot more mm. and I realized I couldn't be a jack of all trades. I needed to be a master of one. Good for you. Yeah. So I let my, uh, I always tell people, wow, once you get a license, don't let it go. Yeah. But I did. I let my insurance license. Burn that bridge, go. baby. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Besides that, I didn't understand very much of it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. What, um, let's talk about going back to a homeowner's policy. What are the, the key components of a homeowner's policy that our listeners should be thinking about? Yeah, essentially it's what's not covered. And that conversation is a good, a good question to ask. Just call your agent, call your company. Hey, what's the most common, what common question you receive that's not covered? And they should be able to give you some ideas of what those are. And that should also lead into the conversation of endorsements because it could just be uh, 25 cents a month. And, and it's just an endorsement that wasn't added to your policy. And uh, maybe the agent wasn't aware you needed it, or maybe the policy changed and you didn't respond to an email or a letter in the mail. And so that coverage was there, it's no longer there. And that could happen over time as well. 
So what do you mean by endorsement? An endorsement is an addition to your policy. Mm -hmm. In addition to a basic policy. Correct. So, so the insurance policy, when you purchase the insurance policy and you're signing the paperwork, it, all of the services are listed on there that are that are insured. And some insurance carriers will cover a few things that are not on the policy. So when you're signing the contract, you get to learn what those services are. A real popular endorsement that I see that folks uh, add is a sewer. Sewer is a sewer backup or service line. Mm -hmm. um, those could be very popular endorsements. Uh, guns, uh, art, those are also really popular. Jewelry are really popular. Those are considered endorsements. Art and jewelry. So what you're telling me is I should get my beer can collection uh, insured and get an endorsement I was, for that. I was going to lead into that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think your agent should make sure that you have those covered. Those would be collectibles. And so how it works is every carrier will cover certain things and not certain things. And if something is covered, it might absorb all of that property. So if you have, say, $100,000 in property insurance, so if your home was to have a flood or, God forbid, a fire, and you needed to replace that those items in your home, and you happen to have an art collection that's worth $80,000, now you'd only have, in some cases, if the carrier is going to cover it that way, you would have $20,000 for the rest of your property. So what you would do is you would endorse the art collection so that would be insured uh, by itself to its value. Now you would have the art collection insured for 80,000 and you would still have 100,000 for the rest of your personal property in that scenario. So in a, in a loss, yeah. how do you prove what you have? Well, I tell my clients, because again, it's every carrier is gonna be a little bit different, is uh, go around your home, take a little video of every bedroom in your house and uh, email them to yourself so they're in your clear in a cloud, save them somewhere. And then uh, for, for uh, folks that also have a lot of tools uh, to open up each tool uh, sh uh, shelf and take a quick picture of it and uh, do the same thing, make sure those go up there. Uh, a lot of, I have some clients that have a lot of uh, guitars and, and those are collectibles, can be very expensive. And so, you know, some carriers will only cover up to a certain amount of one item for a certain, for a certain product, like say a furs, which, or arts or collectibles or music equipment, some carriers will say, well, oh, you only have $10,000 for that. And so that'll be your limit. And then, and then if you have that conversation with your agent, you can find out, is there other ways to ensure that? Mm -hmm. Cause there's Lloyd's of London and there's other carriers that are out there that you can also get insurance to cover certain uh, products as well. Yeah. Lloyd's of London. Are they the, the, big catch-all <laughs> yeah they kind of they catch whatever we can't write mm -hmm. yeah i'll bet they do well <laughs> yeah i bet they do and it's a fun it's a fun product to offer because it uh, can also be pretty reasonably priced and it does give consumers the peace of mind uh that your um you know your valuables are, are insured and also it's worldwide so your personal property is basically i picked up your house and i shook it everything that fell out of your home would be considered personal property and that may be covered uh, around the world. So as you travel, and I've had clients call me from uh, outside of uh, the city uh, in other communities where they've had luggage uh, that's gone missing or stolen from their hotels and they've had to get replacement for like their computers because they're working and things like that, or they're just away on vacation. Mm -hmm. Yep. So do insurance, uh, can any home be insured? Uh, um, and what I'm talking about, let's say there's a home that tree limbs are laying on the roof 
mm. uh, and it's an old wood shake roof yeah. and just a lot of red flags. It's challenging. Yeah, I find myself uh, fascinated sometimes by some of the, the homes that a lot of my investors will be purchasing to flip and, and finding products that are out there to be able to do that it can be challenging. But yeah, there's coverage. There's carriers out there that'll take it. What you'll find is they'll just exclude certain things. They'll exclude the roof. They'll exclude certain things until they see that those uh, been taken care of. And then once we can prove that the tree limb is off the roof and the roof now been replaced, then we can re-add it until the project's done mm -hmm. in that scenario. By the way, now's a great time of the year to look at your roof. Yeah. And if you, because most of the leaves are down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're probably down on your roof, covering up the valley. Yeah. And it's got going to cause a leak if you don't clear, clean that off. Yeah. It's really smart to just open the attic door in your house to look up on the roof from the um, bottom uh, out and just grab a flashlight, you know, safety first, make sure that you can do this safely and uh and just get a flashlight and make sure that there's nothing leaking or no moisture that's dropping inside your attic because that's where you'll start getting a uh, mildew and moisture and you can find yourself maybe uh, catching a cold or allergies or you know those sort of things so it's always smart to do stuff like that anyways i always tell folks when they change the clocks you know change the batteries in your uh, smoke in your smoke detectors and and go up and check things like that move um, couches away from walls where there may be a bathroom on the other side uh, you know, little things like that because of maintenance purposes can be very helpful and also minimize the, the loss if you can get in front of the problem. So let's say there's a really bad loss due to a fire. Yeah. And come to find out the smoke detectors in the house were not there. Oh. What happens? I mean, does the insurance company say, sorry? I don't know that the insurance company would say sorry. If there was loss of life, there could be a liability there but I'm not an attorney or an adjuster of any kind. So that honestly is not a question I'd be able to answer when it comes to the liability side. Um, the property side, I don't know. I don't see why it wouldn't be covered. And in a, on a complete loss, normally it's not the actual, like the flames that caused a complete loss. You could have one bedroom that caught on fire and, and the fire department controlled it. And the smoke that goes inside the rest of the house usually is what considers it a, a, a bigger loss, a total loss. Mm-hmm. Mm. And here's a tip I heard some time back for, yeah. for landlords. Here we go. And that is at least show your, be able to document your diligence yeah. that you periodically checked on those things. That's huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah, for sure. And a good, a good example is, and again, I'm not an attorney or lawyer. I'm just, I'm just, we're just talking as friends right here. Uh, is like uh, on your curb or your sidewalk, if it's lifted um, and you've reported that to the city, there could be, again, a transfer of risk to the city to be able to get that fixed. So if somebody does trip and fall and you can show, hey, I have an email, I have a phone call, I date and timestamp this, or however you have it recorded that I communicate to the city this need to be done, that very well could help um, transfer that risk onto, you know, who should be repairing it. You know, I think that's the key word today. I love that, the transfer, transfer. of risk. Yeah. Be, um, I love using it because it's simple. It's like you're transferring risk to a monthly affordable budget. And, and whatever... Well, Whatever that's that, good. Oh, yeah, there you go, huh? You know, I, I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two. Oh, Don. okay. You see what hey, I did there? Wrong company. <laughs> <laughs> that is farmer's insurance. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay, Don. <laughs> I could have swore I saw a little lizard saying that. Oh, that was 15 minutes or less and I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting. Like 15 minutes or less uh, for me is spending that 15 minutes or less. And then uh, marketing's huge. 
I've actually have clients in my book of business that have youthful drivers with my, with farmer's insurance. And I save them $200 a month. Mm. I mean, marketing's huge. Everyone thinks they're saving a ton of money with whatever carrier and farmer's insurance commercials are, are legit. They show you pro things they've covered random things like a car that was on a roof, a dog that turned on a faucet, uh, a lot of things that, you know, someone on their cell phone and it went through a wall. I mean, you know, we're a competitive rate. However, we focus more on making sure the consumer is taken care of. And I'm not suggesting they don't when there's a claim. I'm just talking about the marketing. Yeah. I am going to put in a little plug here for dealing with a local agent. Okay. Oh, what right. a difference it makes because I'm sitting now I've been in business for many years. You know, I have, I should know my stuff, but there's a lot that I don't. Yeah. In fact, during the break, I handed Kevin a, uh, uh, a deck sheet here from one of my insurance policies. Yeah. And I'm going to say three fourths of it. I don't understand. Yeah. So the point is when you can talk to somebody and get that answer and, and it's a consistent person yeah. and somebody that because they're local, they have to be accountable to you. It's not like they can just delete you. Yeah. Uh, and, and yet, but if you're dealing online with somebody out of Pennsylvania, you lose that. Yeah. Plus, and plus your money's going to Pennsylvania. It's not staying in the community. Correct. So the consumers, when they're purchasing with local agents, you know, that family that those companies also hire and have staff and it, it's helpful. I love one of my premium gets to a certain part. I'm able to hire somebody else. It's really exciting to do that. And also this is might be getting too much into the weeds, but when you go online and even some not online carriers, you have admitted and not admitted carriers. And, um, I don't know legally how much I can talk about that on, on, on air. However, it's a good question to ask, especially if you're going to search for uh, quote unquote, the cheapest rate, uh, if they're not admitted, uh, just to, just Google that if I may, and okay. you'll learn real quick what that means. All right. Well, as I Google, we're going to go to our next commercial break. So stay tuned to welcome home radio, 940 ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio, where we're talking, well, we're listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire, mm. but we're talking Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, I see what you did there, Don. That's right. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I had the police chief come on here and we played the song, I Fought the Law and the Law Won. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Always try to make the music fit the guest. Of course. <laughs> oh, All awesome. right. Um you are an affiliate member of the Fresno Association of Realtors. Absolutely. Um, what are the benefits that you get as being an affiliate other well, than being on this radio show? <laughs> <laughs> getting, other than the obvious. Getting to know wonderful people like you, Don, of course. Oh, oh, That's the biggest uh, gain. Actually, it's, it's being able to be around other professionals who are in the industry to learn. Uh, I, I got into insurance because I absolutely love helping people and I like to educate. I am not a teacher. However, I just feel like that's, I feel really happy in that spot. So being able to be around and getting those opportunities to do that, when you participate in uh, become an affiliate of Fresno Association of Realtors, you have access to be able to, uh, to be around people that are uh, in the community, to be able to grow the community, be able to educate the community on what homeownership is. 
And, you know, it costs money to hire people and to, or run organizations like that. And also they also help protect our rights as uh, consumers. And they go out and they fight for us to make sure that we are not paying more in taxes and that it's being distributed correctly. So those are key things. And then you have access to a lot of forums where you're getting to learn things about what's happening in the community uh, that you wouldn't have if you weren't a part of, uh, you weren't an affiliate. It's educating yourself. So for all those affiliated businesses, yeah, such as insurance agents, home inspectors, uh, termite inspectors, mm-hmm. lenders, yeah, you give it the thumbs up to be an affiliate? Oh, if you're not an affiliate of FAR and you're listening to this radio show, you're doing it wrong. You absolutely have to be. It's uh, about helping each other. And a lot of times you can reach out to those uh, there's a list on Fresno Associated Realtors who the affiliates are and uh, for just uh, giving uh, referrals and, and being able to see like, hey, these are people that are involved in the community. They're not hiding from uh, being noticed and they have that sense of accountability. I think that's a great place if you need some work done in your house to start there. You're going to find people that are at least engaged in the community and they're not hiding. They're not, you know, they want to be a part of it. And I think that's key to working with the right agent and the right company. I oftentimes go to that list. Um, recently, I had a client that needed a home cleaned up. Yeah. And um, they asked me for a referral to somebody. So I went to that list of affiliates. Yeah. And found somebody there and hooked them up. And they were real happy. Yeah, we got that list printed out in our office. And when someone calls in and someone has a question about something, we're able to offer that. And I think that's a great thing. Yeah. And, and the once again, and this is why you want to deal local. Yeah. That I, I'm, I'm sure that that affiliate member who did the cleanup for my client yeah. really tried a little extra hard because they're going to see me again. Oh, absolutely. A, a, for and, sure. And they want to, they're going to be held accountable. Accountability is exactly where I was going to go with that. Yeah. You know? Not like I'm the meanest guy out there, but <laughs> you still want to, you know, you yeah. want that good I reputation. I mean, will they, will they, would a dry cleaner spend... 30 more seconds cleaning a room to make sure that it's, it's there. And, and it, I think those th- sort of things really matter for sure. Mm-hmm. So what would be your best insurance advice to give to our listeners? Uh, that's a really good question. And I'm thankful that you ans- uh, asked me that question because essentially, literally, it's just understanding your risk assessment. There's absolutely no reason why anyone listening to this call, I should say that and you should know what that is. You should understand that. And with it being tax season, it's a good time to build when you're talking to your CPA, uh, ask them, what is my, what's my risk here? Because it's not just tangible things that you own. It's also non-tangible things that you don't own. And those non-tangible things could be future income. And so if you are a professional, you're a nurse, you're a firefighter, you're a C, you know, all those, the professional jobs out there that have um, future earnings that could increase, all those could be at risk. And a very simple conversation will teach you what that risk potentially is. And it's inexpensive, really. I mean, $25, $30 more a month for an umbrella policy, maybe $10 more a month from going from 100000 per person to 250000 per person. These aren't um, uh, huge expenses, if I may. Big mm-hmm. picture. And I know Big what picture. you mean about the uh, potential income. So I've heard of athletes yeah. who will insure their knees. Yeah. Running backs that insure their knees. Yeah. Uh, pitchers that ensure their rotator that's their cuff. money maker you have to you you should want to do that for sure you should mm-hmm. absolutely want to ensure that you transfer that risk to a monthly affordable budget then it gives you peace of mind that you can live life worth living you're not worried about losing what you've worked for you've protected it and i think that's uh, very key to do 
You've got some sound bites. I see something in the future for you, Kevin. Oh, really? Yeah. What's that, Don? You, you might be on some farmer insurance commercials. Please tell me more. I like hearing that. <laughs> well, until you get overtaken by your daughter, Claire, because she'll outdo you. Claire, you killed it today. Thank you. You're welcome. I love you, babe. Love you, too. <laughs> hey, Claire, I understand you have siblings. Yeah. Tell us. Are they listening today? Um, Better be, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, my one uh my 9-year-old brother, well, 10. Uh he said that he want wanted to listen and I told him he could, but I don't really. Well, that was know. nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get approval. You know who runs the show around our house? I guess so. Yeah. Don't tell Sarah, she won't know. Don't tell her, huh, Claire? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, what's the 9-year-old's name? Nolan. Nolan. Ooh. All right. What about your other one? His name is Elijah, and he's four. Mm -hmm. Does I, he ask for your approval on things? No, he literally does whatever he wants. All right, yeah. <laughs> which That's makes the way me a want to throw him out of a window. Be. That's real yeah. talk right now. <laughs> yeah, which makes me want to throw him out of a window. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> Well, now, before you do something like that, talk with your insurance agent. And make sure that you're properly insured for that transfer of risk. Okay. Oh Who gosh. is going to take on that timeout that you're going to get? Yeah. Um, the window. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, the siblings. You, you have siblings. All of us have done that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've all felt that way, even to this day. <laughs> my, yeah. I remember my brother threw me a football, and I was a kid, and I went to catch it. And as I caught the ball, I was so focused on the ball, I didn't realize my body was actually going through a window. <laughs> but I caught the ball, baby. All right. I caught the ball. <laughs> Wait, you actually flew through a well, window? Yeah, that's figuratively. <laughs> no, I did, actually, yeah. Now, was that covered by your homeowner's insurance, or was it under the deductible? I'm pretty sure my parents just covered it. Yeah. A lot of chores <laughs> was covered that by that. All right. Speaking of deductibles, what what's a typical deductible, and why do they even have them? Yeah, deductible's there to be able to transfer more of that risk over, so the, the insurer the insurer has the ability of saying, hey, I want to pay a little bit less for insurance and I'm gonna raise my deductible. Then the insurance carrier is saying, oh, a consumer who has a higher deductible is gonna take on more of the risk themselves, so they give them a lower rate because of that. And a lot of times when someone's increasing their auto insurance to be able to meet the requirements for an umbrella, they will go from a $500 deductible to a $1,000 deductible, and by increasing their limits, they're actually paying uh, the same. And so you're going from $100,000 to $250,000 limit of liability, and all you're paying is another $50 if you get into like the car accident. Because liabilities, there's no deductible. Um, the only deductible is for property damage. All right. As we wrap up our show, I want to thank both of you for coming in and you. sharing your thoughts with us today. Claire, for teaching us about appreciation of a home. And for Kevin, your who has a face for radio. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, well, anyway, we're, we need to wrap up the show. But I will say this, that thank you very much for tuning in to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN.